What's going on, everybody? It's Brandon Lewis here, coming to you live to give you the uh, 10 Con Big 7 Weekend Update. And um, normally I don't like to open up the show with things that are as negative or as sad as this, but we're about to have to do it. And before I get into this, what I would consider to be pretty telling and awful reporting, let me give you a little background. This session in the Tennessee legislature, we have been completely unable to get anything done on illegal immigration. Nothing. Nothing of any substance. We had a bill that would have, uh, we're going to get into some of this later, we had a bill that would have prevented uh, the transportation of illegal aliens into our state. That got struck down by rhinos in committee. We had a bill that would prevent taxpayer funding of illegal immigration, of education. That got shot down by Republicans in committee. We could not get uh, any E-Verify bill passed that had any teeth. That was shot down in committee by Republicans again. We had taxpayer-funded lobbyist uh, bills that just wanted to have simple transparency of where your tax dollars go so that when these state agencies come lobby up at the legislature against your interest, we could know who did it. We couldn't get any school choice legislation through even though we have the worst academic performance in Tennessee's public school histories. So think about this. We've got the worst illegal immigration crisis we've ever had in Tennessee. We've got the worst educational crisis we've ever had in Tennessee, but we can't get any legislation to address either of those. But let me tell you what we got legislation to address. Let me tell you what the top priority is of Randy McNally and Cameron Sexton. It's censoring conservative groups, grassroots groups. There's been a recently there's been a bill. I'm going to get into story number one. I'm sorry. I'm kind of hot about this. You're tuned in to the 10Con Big 7 Update. I am Brandon Lewis. Please do comment in the comment section as we go through this story. This is a humdinger, and I want you to make some phone calls about this. And I'm going to write an email about this a little later today. Um, do leave in the comments where you're watching this from. Jason is posting in the comment section what this story is about. I, I just can't believe it's even happening. I mean, I guess I can. But I'm about to get into it. Um, further, in the comment section, not only write uh, where you're watching from. It just does a good. It does me. Uh, it does my heart well to see y'all comment in the comment section, uh, and just tell me what you think about this. But I'm going to get right into the first big story. This is it. Sexton's bill would censor conservative groups 60 days before the election. I'm just going to read it. An obscure caption bill. Slipped in by Cameron Sexton seeks to censor nonprofit patriot groups 60 days before an election. I want you to share this video, no matter when you watch it, in every conservative group that you're a part of across the state in Facebook. As soon as this thing's done, posted, this podcast, anything, I want you to share it everywhere. Now, before I get into this, I'm just going to read it again. An obscure caption bill slipped in by Cameron Sexton seeks to censor. Nonprofit patriot groups 60 days before an election. Now listen, this is where it gets good. What's a caption bill? 
A caption bill is this sneaky thing that Republicans do so that grassroots groups that report on their voting habits, so they can't tell constituents what's going on before a committee meeting. That's what caption bills are. It's something that's unethical in my opinion, and it shouldn't be a part of it, and they use it to slip in stuff like this, and they hope nobody notices. And if it weren't for the fact that this got leaked out, they'd be voting on this crap before anybody knew anything about it. And they wonder why voters don't trust them. Get into it. Here we go. Republican grassroots groups may soon find themselves unable to even mention the names or show the faces of an elected official or candidate days before an election or face tough penalties. Does this sound like something that's good old free speech, good old, good old, uh, conservative values? I'm going to, let's get into it. Buried deep in an obscure caption bill attached to HB 1201 is a provision that would make it illegal for nonprofit conservative groups to inform voters about candidates or their records. We reached out to Sexton for some clarity on the bill. And he replied, the proposed legislation would only require transparency for any 501c4 organization that spends $5,000 or more within 60 days of an election. I have a difficult time understanding how adding transparency to a 501c4's campaign activities, as well as other groups that require to disclose expenditures, places limits on free speech or small government. Here's the thing. We couldn't get anything done on illegal immigration out of leadership. We couldn't get anything done on school choice out of leadership. We couldn't get anything done on taxpayer-funded lobbyists. Right now, special interests up in Nashville spend almost half a million dollars per legislator. PAC money. You look at these guys' PAC money, 60, 70, 80 percent of all the money that goes into their campaigns is from special interest groups. And the big thing we got to worry about is that there's a handful of barely funded conservative groups in the state of Tennessee that try to inform you of the fact that we got a lot of Republicans up there that don't vote their campaign promises, and this is what the top priority is. This is what we can get through. This is what we're focused on. What a bunch of horses. Tory Venable of Americans for Prosperity said, Transparency for the government and privacy is for the people. Let me read that again. Transparency is for the government and privacy is for the people. Now what you don't realize what Cameron Sexton's trying to do and what Randy McNally's trying to do with this bill is that if you give to a conservative grassroots group that they can put all your information out there public, publicly so you can be doxxed, so that you can be tracked by all these liberal groups just like they did with Trump donors and Trump supporters. Back to the quote, this ethics reform misses the opportunity to require the government to be transparent about the amount of tax dollars it uses to lobby itself. Amen. Instead, it gets after small donor privacy. This is the opposite of the ethics reform taxpayers had in mind. So we can't have any transparency for taxpayers, but by God, we can have it for grassroots donors. My words, not hers. Transparency promotes trust and accountability, and government needs both. Gary Humble of Tennessee Stand said, When we show you a video and show you how these people voted, where we may be able to show you an image, where we may state their name and let you know what's happened at the Capitol, if we do that 60 days prior to an election, we could be penalized. And that's the God's honest truth. They could face penalties from the state. And also, I just got a, a big quote from John Harris at the Tennessee Firearms Association. This would impact the Tennessee right for life. 
This would impact the Beacon Center. This would impact uh, American Federation for Children and tons of other grassroots advocacy groups. This is what we have time to do. Now, we can't address the issues that actually matter in the legislature. We can't give people back their medical freedom. We, we still require vaccine passports and taxpayer-funded music venues. But by God, we got the... Here we go. This is what really matters. You know why? Because we're being effective at telling people how these Republicans vote. This has been the most discouraging thing I have ever done running this publication. I kid you not, it keeps me up at night. Last night, I'm laying in the bed with my daughter, Ruby, one sleep with me, right? I had to put a pillow between me and her because she kicks me all night. I find myself waking up in the middle of the night thinking about this crap. I'm just one man. Why do I care what a bunch of goofballs do up in Nashville? It must be some kind of psychosis, I suppose. And maybe you share it. The desire for good conservative government. The Senate version of the bill, sponsored by Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, will be heard on the Senate floor. House Bill 1201 is scheduled to be heard on the local government committee on April 4th. April 4th. I don't think that that is coming past. Uh, you can find the contact information for your senators. Jason, if you'd post the right date, I don't think it is April 4th because that's coming past. Um, if you oppose SB1005, you can find your senator's contact information here. I don't think that date's right, but he's just put the link in the comments section, guys. It kills me that we can't get things done on things that matter but things that will, that will hold them accountable to just live their campaign promises. All these guys make all these promises. Harumph, harumph. And they're getting ready to go into primary season. And this is what they want to sneak in. It's April 12th. So we'll correct that on the website. It's April 12th. And I'm going to send an email out on this. You need to click the links that Jason have posted. Uh, and hopefully make sure you put this in the uh, podcast when it goes out. This is one of those all hands on deck kind of thing. You need to let these folks know that you don't appreciate having your private information put online so that liberal groups can attack you all because they don't want anyone to know what their voting record is. Ask them to instead, in this caption bill, to attack taxpayer funded lobbyists, to ask why when people sit on committees that look over your education, that look over your uh, medical freedom, while they're taking 60, 70, 80% of all their campaign dollars from special interest corporate left-leaning groups, while they're giving away billions of dollars to left-leaning organizations like Ford Motor Company to shove the Green New Deal down Tennesseans' throats, while they want to give half a, a million, half a billion dollars to woke, kneeling NFL teams. They got more than enough money. These corporations, billions of dollars, but they want to take it out of your little old pocket. I've been running a small business in this in, in Tennessee for about 15 years, in one form or another. By God, I've never had the legislature pass anything that put a dollar in my pocket, and I bet you haven't either if you're a small business owner. I'll move on. We got seven stories. I don't know how much time I've spent on this one, but buddy, it deserves it. Please share this. I don't beg for this very often. But please do share this in all the conservative groups you're in, all over the place. We, I want people to see this. And you need to reach out to these people that are sponsoring this. You need to call their offices and ask them, what the hell are you doing? 
bill to sneak in vaccinations without parental consent taken off notice. Here's some other stellar Republicans. In the last scheduled meeting of the session for the House Health Committee, a caption bill that was snuck in under the radar, caption bills, to push HPV vaccines for minors was taken off notice by the bill sponsor, Representative Bob Ramsey. Let's give these kids vaccinations without parental consent in case one day they have premarital sex. Fantastic. I hope you like that for your kids and grandkids, your little girls. The amended version of House Bill 0946 sought to authorize certain health care officers and providers licensed in the state to provide consultation, examination, diagnosis, or treatment to a minor to prevent STDs without the knowledge or consent of the parents of the minors. Senator Janice Bowling, thank God we've got a handful of people up there that are conservative. It's thanks to the people who called in and raised you-know-what about the very idea that the state would even consider another controversial vaccine with children under age and not give parental knowledge or consent. So the people have won round one. On that, we're going to make sure up here this never gets to the floor. Let me take a moment just to say thank you to people like Terry Lynn Weaver, Todd Warner, Mark Pody, Dennis Powers. I appreciate Bo Watson putting in that social media censorship legislation. Hopefully that thing will make it through the budget. And there's a ton of others that I've interviewed. They don't all come to mind. I ought to keep a list here. We've got some good ones up there. I don't mean to always bring you bad news. I really don't. It is not It is not what I like to do. I drag myself to this stupid computer screen to do this. I don't like doing it. It would be my preference not to have to do it, but I have to do it. So here, here it is. Next story. We got some good ones up there. I don't mean to keep bringing you bad news, but we got to, it's like we have to fight every session just to keep our freedoms, and we can't get anything fixed. It's like we spend all our time just keeping them from screwing things up instead of fixing things. And we know what the issues are, but they take so much damn corporate money, they can't do what's right by their constituents. I don't think we should hear the word illegal immigration uttered, uttered out of anyone's mouth except for the handful of people that I would say are in the Freedom Caucus on the campaign trail. If somebody says illegal immigration, about half of these people, rotten tomatoes should be thrown at them. Legislation authorizing local law enforcement to enforce federal immigration laws fails in the Senate committee. What? Legislation introduced by Representative Dennis Powers that would have given local law enforcement the authority to enforce federal law and arrest anyone. All they wanted to do is arrest somebody transporting, harboring, or facilitating the transport of illegal aliens into Tennessee failed in the Senate Judiciary Committee, and the House version was taken off notice. Elizabeth Stroker from the Tennessee Department of Safety, another taxpayer-funded lobbyist. We can't research that now spoke against the bill, and when a vote in the Senate Judiciary Committee was taken, Senators Mike Bell, John Stevens, Todd, I love anyone who comes across the border illegally garden hire, voted against the passage of the bill. They won't do a damn thing about it. This is our Republican Party. And let me tell you something else that I experienced this, this week. This is not one of the big stories. 
There was somebody that I was trying to figure out if they could run against Patsy Hazelwood, who's a representative who votes for the Democrats as often as she votes for the Republicans, and she always votes for the Democrats when things matter. And I emailed Scott Golden of the Tennessee Republican Party and their communications director just for clarification on the vouching rules. Just for clarification on the vouching rules, and I did also kindly point out that Patsy Hazelwood does not vote with the Republican platform. Buddy, there were so many letters that were going to come in against this individual's fitness to run for office because she hadn't voted in three of the last four Republican primaries. But buddy, you can't get any letters for Todd Gardenhire, who's in my county. You can't get any letters for Patsy Hazelwood because they don't vote with the party platform. Oh no, it's personality over principle. It's power over principle constantly. It's disgusting. And I hate having to watch it. I'll be glad when the session is over just so I don't have to tell you about this. I'm just ready for it to be over. It has been a, a huge disappointment. And heading into an election, I hope it has some consequences. Next story. Legislation limiting divisive teachings in university heads to Governor Lee for signature. I can't believe it. The Tennessee legislature has passed an act that would prevent higher education students and employees from being required to conform to divisive concepts or be graded based upon agreeing with those concepts. The legislation now is headed to Governor Lee's desk to be signed into law. The act states that legislation will immediately take effect upon it being signed into law. You can see these articles down in the comment section. Next story. Tennessee mayors say it's time for tax dollars to stay in their cities. Local Tennessee mayors say it's time for changes to be made to a 20-year-old state tax policy that siphons off sales tax dollars raised in their communities. The state made the policy back in 2002 to offset a budget shortfall, but city leaders think it's time for those rules to be reversed so the local budgets can uh, benefit them $65 million a year that currently goes to the state. Now let me talk about something else here. Governor Lee's budget is like 20-25% bigger than it was last year. We've got inflation through the damned roof. People are struggling. Small businesses are struggling. And instead of trying to give taxpayers back some of their money, all Lee can think of is how to spend more of it and how to give it away to a bunch of woke corporations through corporate damn welfare. I thought being a conservative, we haven't heard a good budget discussion in this country for 20 years. I don't know if it's been 20 years. A good budget discussion in probably about 15 years in the presidential races, Nobody cares about the budget anymore. We're not hearing any budget discussions about Lee. You know why? Because he's a Republican. Just like we didn't hear anything about him taking away everybody's medical freedoms, civil freedoms, religious freedoms during the pandemic because he's a Republican. Again, power and persons over principle. I'm telling you, it's just what I see. I wish I could see something different. And sometimes I wonder if I have gone nuts. I mean, is it? does it appear to be what I... See? Because, I mean, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty, I look at things and go, okay, I said, what is this? Is it, is this a spade? If it's a spade, call it a spade. Back to the story. Some lawmakers are concerned that changing the way taxes are allocated could negatively affect the state budget. But according to reports from the State Department of Finance, Tennessee is currently sitting pretty with more than $3 billion in surplus. How about you give some of that damn money back? And how about we don't raise the budget because guess what? Bad times might be coming. 
Tennessee Municipal League's president and mayor of Franklin, Dr. Ken Moore, says that keeping tax money locally ensures that these governments do not have to consider property tax increases. Mayor Moore said it would mean that $2 billion that we've missed out on getting for the past 20 years would then be returned to cities, and this would help our bottom line and, can, and continue for us not to have to increase property taxes and other taxes in the cities uh, and, and be able to levy across the state. That is a terrible quote. He should have articulated that better. Gallatin Mayor Paige Brown said if the bills passed, her city would get about $700,000 more a year in tax revenue money that could be used to fund road and public safety projects we're trying to get the state to return to cities and towns the money that is actually raised in those cities and towns from the sales tax. This would help us out and get ahead a little bit. Now listen, that first story I told you about, about how they're trying to censor and silence 60 days before the election conservative grassroots organizations. Again, I'm going to ask you to post this video everywhere you can. Now why is the Tennessee conservative not a tax-exempt organization? Think, why would I not have set this up as a tax-exempt organization? I'll tell you why, because I've worked in politics a long time. And I know what these people do, and that's why we're not a tax-exempt organization. But I still need your support. If you will go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com before they make it illegal for me to say this, we will send you a, a proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. For any amount that you give, we will send you a don't California my Tennessee bumper sticker. We will send you this directory of your state and local representatives, your good old Republicans fighting for freedom and financial responsibility against illegal immigration, uh, for medical free. Okay, only about 10% of them, maybe 20, maybe 25, maybe 30. But the rest of them, not so much, mainly for their own self-interest. But we will send you this list of those individuals so that you can call, email them, when they try to censor grassroots conservative organizations, if you give $50 or more, we will send you, for now, we're doing these on rotation till we get rid of them, which we've, we've gotten rid of a bunch of them. Uh, don't California my Tennessee conservative Tumblr. And if you put the identities of people that contribute to grassroots organizations in here and you close the top, maybe perhaps the prying eyes of Cameron Sexton and Randy McNally would not put them out there so that they can be doxxed and tracked by the liberals that put them into databases. Maybe maybe if they could be hidden in here by the power of conservatism, which I'm beginning to wonder how much it really has in our state. Go to that, go give a donation. If you've given before, give again. If you have given, I appreciate it. We're getting closer to break even all the time. But you know, I looked at the account balance yesterday. I'm gonna have to put money into this thing again. And you know, I just wanted to break even. So I, I make plenty of money in my other business, but I'm just tired of money coming from that business into this one. So if you can help me out, I'd appreciate it. Next story. Waverly, Tennessee flood survivors sue CSX Rail Company for man-made tidal wave. Following the unprecedented flooding that killed 22 people in Waverly late August of last year, 10 families announced a class action lawsuit yesterday against the local rail company they believe is partly responsible. The group says CSX Transportation knew about infrastructure problems with a levee that broke and caused a seven-foot tidal wave but chose not to fix it before the flood. The official uh, complaint plaintiffs filed says the tidal wave was man-made, formed by millions of gallons of waters, backed up behind the bridge over Trace Creek. The compliant uh, 
uh, complaint rather, alleges that CSX new debris had piled up under the ground around the culvert, blocking the creek's flow. They, the complaint also alleges that CSX was threatened with similar litigation in New York State in 2019 because of a similar issue with the culvert becoming blocked and acting as a dam that put residents downstream in danger. One of the plaintiffs who lost her seven-year-old daughter, bless her heart, that is tragic, said that she doesn't care about the money as long as CSX is held accountable. She says that if they continue to ignore the problem, more people are going to die, more people are going to lose their loved ones. I could not imagine. Could not imagine having your kid taken like that. I just, mm. So I hope, hope she finds, finds some solace. Next story. Lawsuit filed against state over congressional primary residency legislation. Shortly after the Tennessee legislators passed a bill that would enact new residency requirements for candidates of the congressional primary of a federal lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the legislation was filed by three Tennessee residents. The plaintiffs alleged that the bill would blatantly violate the Constitution. If the new legislation is signed into law, Morgan Ortega, the preferred candidate of those individuals, will most likely be disqualified from running in the Republican primary as it requires that candidates be resident of the state for three years to qualify to run in a congressional primary. The bill was transferred to Governor Lee on Friday. Lee will have 10 days to either sign it, veto it, or allow it to become law without his signature. The attorney for the plaintiff said the legislature's last-minute attempt to uh, restrict President Trump's endorsed candidate for running for Congress clearly violates the U.S. Constitution and Supreme Court precedent. We are confident the court will protect the voters of the 5th District's right uh, for the candidate of their choice without unconstitutional restrictions. Guys, that's it. This has worn me out emotionally and mentally. You know... I'm sitting in my office, and I can't spend all day working on the Tennessee Conservative. I'm like you. I've got a job. i got another company to run. I do this because I think it's critically important that you know what's going on. And Jason and Paula work exceptionally hard at this. I'm on the phone from the time I leave the office to the time I get home, returning text messages, trying to figure out what's going on up there. It is a monumental distraction. And yesterday, when I saw that this caption bill had been filed by Cameron Sexton and Randy McNally to censor and attack these conservative small little groups, I mean, these are like little bitty pissant conservative groups. I mean, compared to the $500,000 per member that these large corporations spend to lobby them, feed them, ply them with beer and wine and food up there, all these people in, in suits more expensive than the car I drive, lobbying up in Nashville. And that's what they have the time and energy to fight for. Not the stuff that, that's on the Republican Party platform. Oh, no. That stuff. It is a bunch of bull. And you wonder why nothing gets done up there. And you wonder why there's so much of a disconnect between what's said on the campaign trail and what's passed up in the legislature. All you got to do is look at the three people at the top. And I'll tell you why. When you go to a business, and I coach hundreds and hundreds of businesses, when you go to a business and you get poor service, and people have a bad attitude, and when people are angry and surly, and nothing seems to get done, and what you are promised will happen doesn't happen, you can talk to the manager. And then if the manager will let you talk to the owner and you sit down across the desk from the owner of that company, you know what you will typically find? 
a person that is rude, that is surly, that doesn't care about their customers, it all comes down from the tippy, tippy top. We need new Republican leadership at all levels. We need people to get involved in the primaries. I got involved in this a little bit too late to be effective this year. Next year, I'm going to have a candidate training. I can at least teach the fundraising aspects. I'm going to drag in some other people. And we got to get started on this. We, I think 2022, we got to fight what we can fight, and we've got some candidates that we can get behind. Because bench warmers aren't going to do it anymore. They're just not going to do it anymore. Not with this type of leadership. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. we got to get people in there that will actually fight. And we're going to have to start two years in advance. Guys, click that link. It's toward the, it's the very top of the comments section. While the offices are open today, those of you who are watching, call these people on that committee trying to censor small little conservative grassroots people, trying to put their information out there publicly so that they, they have to show their donors, whatever, have to go through all this legal mumbo-jumbo so that we can't tell you how these people are voting and what they voted on heading into the election. I don't think they understand how bad this looks. And maybe I've got it all wrong. Maybe I've got it all wrong. Maybe I'm looking at this and it's just not as bad as I think it is. But my gut says this is evil. My gut says this is wrong. My gut says they've got something to hide. My gut says this is power trying to crush the powerless. That's what my gut says. Maybe you agree, maybe you disagree. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News, fighting for freedom. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that support button, help me out. I'll be sending out an email for those of you who do not watch these things and listen, recapping this stuff. I gotta get back to work. I gotta make some money. So I'm gonna hop off here. Guys, I hope you'll have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the time with your family, with your friends. Try not to think about politics. Doesn't do me any good. Take your actions, move on. That's all you can do. And I appreciate you being here. Take care, guys. Love you, mean it. Talk to you next week. If they don't send the Gestapo down here. Bye-bye.